You are listening to Spot On, a health and wellness podcast that breaks through the latest media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji Blake, a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition and You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. Hello, Spot On listeners. We're back with another quarantine episode here. And, you know, I wanted to address um, this whole issue when you're being quarantined, how that sort of affects your mental health. I mean, the level of anxiety or the level of of nervousness that you're feeling is very common. And I'm, I'm, as I read things, you know, so much is being written about this. Everybody seems to be talking about the same thing. And you know how I I like to do my homework. And I went to the NIH um, site, National Institutes of Health site, and they they said something very, very interesting. They said that there's a lot of um, anxiety around uh, being quarantined. And, And a lot of it is not just worried about getting sick, but really was the physical inability to connect with other people. And, you know, when I thought about that, I said, you know, that is correct. Like, I'm, you know me, I'm a social person. I, I'm Italian. I talk with my hands. I touch people when I talk. I get very excited. And I'm in an apartment with, like, just my husband. And, you know, we enough with that, you know? So I, I, mean, I like to be around people. So I figured if I'm getting anxious, so is the world and so are the listeners. So today I brought on someone to help us with this whole idea of how being quarantined can really mentally really cause you some distress. So with me today is my good friend, Dr. Dory Hutchinson, and she is an associate professor at Sargent College, which is a little college here, part of the greater Boston University. And she's also the director of services at the Center for Psychiatric Rehabilitation. But what, why she's a pro is over the last two decades, she has really worked to um, develop innovative college mental health services that support the success of students. And, you know, I said, let's bring her on because even though the students may not be on campus, they're still students. So with that, I'd like to welcome Dr. Dory Hutchison to Spot On. Thank you, Joan. It's so nice to be here with you virtually. I'm delighted. Right. (laughs) Although I would rather see you on campus, but that'll be the September. That's it. But that's right. But Dr. Dory, you know, I brought you on because when I read that about being anxious, and I read that it's not just worried about getting sick, it's, it's being around other people or now the lack of it. So tell me about that. What is your take on that? So I couldn't agree more. I think what this whole pandemic has um, caused for for all of us is, you know, we're going through this whole experience collectively and we've lost our normalcy. We've lost our routines. We've lost the feeling of being in control. We've lost our connections, our social connections. Like you said, you know, if you are used to being around people and now you're much more isolated, even if you're with your your family. And for some people, they've lost people they've cared about. So right. <clears throat> it's really broken our sense of safety individually, in our homes, in our families, at school. And this really is what creates this anxiety. And plus there's this anxiety about 
the future. It feels so uncertain. Right. And while we know it's temporary, it doesn't feel temporary. And that really is the anxiety that we're feeling. Yeah, you know something? You are spot on because, you know, if someone could just get a crystal ball and say, listen, May 15th, everything's going to be fine. I could calm down, you know, and but right. that's the problem is that there's no crystal ball here, even though we know it's going to be ending, but we just, if someone could just throw out a date and, and really, really make sure that it was accurate. That would help us out a lot. You know, Absolutely. I, so the, you, I always say the unknown is worse than the known. So if, if we just need that, that end point, that date here, you know, we do this a million times in uh, September when, when college starts, there's always this stress of being away from home and, you know, managing your coursework or even more importantly, how do you do laundry? I mean, these are big issues. And so that often comes, causes a lot of stress. But now I think there may be a lot of stress among students who are back at home prematurely. What do you think? Uh, I agree. I mean, and I've heard this from students because, you know, we're back in our families uh, and they may be extended families and we're commingling school and families and work routines. And that is like an accrual of everyone's anxiety, everyone's stress. And in many ways, it leaves us all kind of emotionally exhausted. Um, and we all have a little less to give to school, to work and into each other. Um, I think it's really hard, especially as you said, we can't just go out right. and, and have physical distance from one another. Um, and we don't have a whole lot of psychological distance from one another when we're under the same roof for weeks on end. Right. So that's interesting. So you want to be with the people, your friends, and you miss at college, and then it's too much time with the people at home. So it, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so we have to like split the difference here. But you know, what you said is right, because the anxiety or the stress may be affecting your ability to work. Everyone says, oh, working at home. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, I saved so much time and I have to commute. But, you know, it, it could, you might have saved some time, but, you know, you may not be as productive. Should you? No. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, a lot of people feel so distracted um, and disrupted by their their worries and their anxiety and, and having to, you know, maybe share a, a space to do their work that it can be really hard to stay focused and pay attention uh, in the ways that you're used to, you know, right. students might be used to sitting down for three or four hours and working on a project or a paper, and that can be really hard to do at home. That's right, especially if you don't have your own private space. Exactly right, and you know, if every everybody's using Wi-Fi, you know, that gets to be a little thin too. And you know, and yeah. you know, if that, I'll tell you, if one more time that that little sign comes up that your internet connection is, is not secure, I'm telling you, I can't stand when that comes up, you know, and because, right. because depending on where you are in the house, it's like all over the place. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because we're talking about mental health, we're talking about anxiety and the news. You know, how often should you be listening to the news? I think that's really individually determined. But mm -hmm. if you have a tendency to go down the rabbit hole mm -hmm. of, you know, scary thoughts and conspiracies and the world is coming to an end, which I can sometimes do in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. um, I think it's really good to limit 
your intake of news because a lot of the news is really negative right now right. and scary. Um, I've taken to just watching it once a day, maybe, um, right. because I, I find that it gets me upset. Right. So, um, but I, you want to stay informed too. So you've got to find that balance. Right. You know, I find that uh, before I go to bed, I, I, click on one of the late shows. I, I can't stay up that late, so I, I usually looking at something from the, the night before. But I like a little comedy to get me to sleep, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little chuckle, and then I, I can snore, snore my way into the next day. You talked about, Dr. Dory, about, you know, family members, and, you know, you're around them, and maybe you're too much. But how can we help them? Because, you know, everybody's in a different stage of the life cycle. And so older family members may be very anxious. How can we help them? Well, it's a really good question because we are, um, you know, in uncharted territory, particularly, I think, for um, families who have both young adults and older adults in the house unexpectedly. Um, And I think really what we want to think about is, um, caring with compassion. Mm. Uh, I think caregiving is really hard. And as I said, now it's even harder. And um, we should expect that we're going to feel more worried and that our family members are going to have sleep disturbances. And we might have meltdowns together mm. and uh, we might be poking each other. And, and I think what's important is to focus on each other's feelings mm-hmm. and not the content so much. You know, you're feeling stressed, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling irritated. Um, By acknowledging people's feelings, then you don't have to show up to every argument and disagreement. Mm -hmm. You can just acknowledge it um, and then kind of step away and give people some space. Um, I think that's a really important thing is trying to find opportunities for everyone to have a space to retreat to, even if your home is tiny. Right, You right. know, you might have to rotate. <laughs> well, so-and-so gets the shower. Right. You might, maybe your retreat space is in the shower. Right. You know, that's where you go and you you let it all hang out and you just deep breathe to, okay, I can get through this day today. So you're like, it's like you're taking a mental shower without the water being on. Yeah, yeah. mindful shower. A mi- mindful shower, <laughs> we'll call it that. You know, I would think that, you know, if if, if you're, you're home and you don't want to be home and you want to be back with your friends, though, touching base with your friends, um, especially friends who maybe have had issues, mental anxiety issues in the past, would probably be a really good thing. Really great thing. And I and I think, you know, as I said earlier, you know, this is a collective experience mm-hmm. and everyone is feeling some degree of anxiety and maybe even depression. And we crave social contact as human beings. No one goes it alone. And so it's really comforting to share what we're experiencing together. Mm-hmm. And we, there's so many great ways we can do that through Zoom and mm-hmm. FaceTime and Skype and Google Hangouts. And it really feels good to see your friends and mm-hmm. to have a laugh and or vent with one another. Um, because I think being cooped up can, you know, really magnify our negative feelings. So, right. so, so socializing virtually, you know, play some games, right. share some music. Um, it's a great way to, to feel connected. Do you find, you know, that now, because you, you have this wonderful program at the college setting, 
are students or people able to reach out what you know and get the services or if they were you know we're talking to somebody on a regular basis can you are you finding that like people are making appointments online or so yes so um almost all of the psychological and uh, all of them in fact psychological and psychiatric associations have um sort of given permission for teletherapy to happen. Mm. And so most providers are doing some form of telemedicine or teletherapy or telesupport and insurance companies are covering it um, because of the pandemic. So if students were seeing someone, um, they should be able to reach out. And most, almost every provider I know is doing that sort of coaching. And what that's what we're doing in our program. It's all virtual. And we're finding that the students want more of it, which is not unexpected. And so we're kind of chunking it. So rather than spending an hour in person together, we might do two 30-minute coaching sessions with a student over the course of the week and a little texting in between so that people feel supported. That is fabulous. So that's good for a lot of college students to understand that even though they're off campus, the campus is still there for them. And they exactly. can look into their student health services for these kinds of services that, are, you know, may be available on their campus. And, you know, their own doctor, they can talk to a, their own doctor and say, gee, do you have someone I could talk to? You mean, I, I just, just right now want to get me through this and get, get some support. This telehealth is phenomenal because yeah. uh, so is it is it basically just like a copay is just like going to the doctor or the the therapist exactly they would they would um, charge it your insurance company for the service and many of these um, you know college students often go away right if right. you go to a residential college and you go across state lines and providers are um, being allowed to provide this across state lines which wasn't the norm prior to the pandemic. So, um, you know, I just encouraged a student today, actually, who had finished her relationship with her therapist, but Mm -hmm. because of the pandemic and feeling isolated and feeling depressed, reach out to your old therapist for a booster session, you know, just check in. Um, Many of them are willing to provide it. And, you know, it, it can make a big difference for people to have that kind of support. That's excellent advice. So three ways. What are the three ways that you recommend that people kind of lower their anxiety and to keep them in check? My top three would be to try and steady your mind. And you can do that by first and foremost, focusing on your well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever that means to you, making sure you make time for it every single day. Uh, for me, it's exercise, and I've taken to doing things twice a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that helps you focus and steady your mind. Um, you know, combating the negative thoughts, I can do that through exercise. Other people might do it through music. But the goal is to kind of steady your mind. My second thing is to, I like to say, is to warm your heart. Mm-hmm. And that is really to feel some self-compassion. You're doing the best that you can in this time and also caring for others. When we care about others, it makes us feel good. So whether you are at home or we have, we know we at BU, we have some students whose families are on the other side of the world, making the effort to connect virtually and care about them um, will warm your heart and that will help you feel better and be more resilient. 
And then the last one I think is important is this idea of resting in fullness. And that at night, <clears throat> so many people are saying they're having trouble sleeping, is to be able to say to yourself that I'm doing the best that I can. I'm going to try to feel content with what I did today and what I have. And I want to be open to moments of joy and meaning during this time. So, you know, it's a way of practicing gratitude before you go to sleep, of reassuring yourself, I'm doing the best that I can. Because now is not the time to try and, you know, be perfectionistic, uh, strive to tackle every home improvement project in your room or, you know, change lots of behaviors. Um, it's It will only add to the sense of, of um, you know, anxiety that we're, you're feeling. So I think if you can steady your mind, warm your heart, and try to rest in fullness, then each day will will have some meaning for you. Well, I'm Dory, I am, my heart is warmed. And I'm so <laughs> glad that I had you on here because this is so good. <laughs> I feel so much more relaxed now. I mean, maybe this could be another side gig where you like be meditating <laughs> online. I don't know, you're doing a great job. But Dr. Dory Hutchinson, thank you so much for coming on Spot On and warming our hearts oh, with your welcome. information. Thank you again. Okay, bye-bye. Spot On is supported by the Boston University Sargent College's Master of Science degree in Nutrition program. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about this fabulous nutrition graduate program. Thank you for listening to Spot On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This way you'll get every new episode every week. And by the way, leave us a nice review. And can you also like us on our Spot On Facebook page and suggest topics for future episodes? Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joan Salgy Blake. And oh, by the way, can you send this episode to five of your friends? Do I ask a lot of you?